Welcome to Well Said, a podcast produced by the Well Community Church and hosted by Mary Graham and Tori Mayo. Our desire is to equip you with the knowledge and confidence to apply a biblical perspective to current topics while building and strengthening connections around our church. Join us as we explore how our faith intersects with the world around us. What's up, friend? Hey, hey. Welcome back. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, round two. Here we uh, go. I heard that last week people were already like, y'all just went straight in. We did. We went right there. That's I what mean, we about at this church, y'all. <laughs> we real. All right. We keep it real in this mug. So, That's the goal. Yes, That's the hope. That is the hope. No fluff. Um, okay. Real. So this week we're kind of going right there again. We are. Yeah. Talking about yep. race, race reconciliation. Yep. All of that. But we like to kind of start off kind of like our community groups at our yes. church with kind of a little icebreaker so yes which by the way we need y'all to submit those for us to answer on air so please go to thewellaustin.com find our podcast webpage and you can actually submit an icebreaker that we will answer on air we will shout you out so we need some so because we don't have one I did last week's okay you're up so I'm doing it this week you're doing it great because you know I love icebreakers. You love them so I, I know, I much. Love those. Okay. Um, okay. We're talking about, let's see, racial reconciliation. Yeah, so yeah. let's Weave it give in. Weave a, it in. what is your, obviously you're white. Yep. In case you're not watching the podcast. Yeah. You can watch it, by the way. We record these okay. also video. So we have audio and video. You can watch them on YouTube. You're a white woman. Yeah. I'm a black male. Yeah. We are very different. (laughs) No. (laughs) And so we have some cultural differences about us. A little bit. And so uh, people who know you, they know that, at least publicly know you, Mm -hmm. you're a worship leader, you sing on stage, you Mm -hmm. have even been a teacher in the past, all of that. But what do you like to do just spare time, Mary? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is the... Yeah, and my yeah. guess is, is you and I are going to have very different answers here. I, just probably. So what's, what's, what's just spare time, Mary? I don't think these Mary? are going to overlap. So I have a kid now. So I'm going to go pre-kid. Okay. Because at some point in my life, I'd like to get back to these things a little bit more. But uh, some favorite things to do. Uh, go country dancing. Two-stepping. Broken spoke. White horse. <laughs> had a live yes, band at my yep. wedding. Wore my mom's cowboy boots. Yep, Blessings. yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number two. Duck hunting. Uh Yep. Yep. Yeah. The dog, whole kitten caboodle. There. When we had this last freeze, I the two things I saved in my fridge were breast milk mm-hmm. and my frozen duck. So that's all I saved from the fridge. Okay. So that tells you. Yeah, I've never had frozen duck in my <laughs> fridge, freezer, or anywhere else in the. Okay. Yeah. Very different. Very yep. different. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what about uh, you? Uh, spare time. I like to do sports, uh-huh. stuff like that. Play, play basketball. Sports, watch sports. All the play above. sports. Watch sports. Yep, everything yep. involved with that. Um, I don't think I have ever intentionally listened to country music. So have I've you definitely ever worn never a pair of been boots? what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never worn a pair of boots. I do not own a pair of boots. Not even uh, for fun, just tried them on. I've never hunted where I'm from. Guns were used <laughs> for very different purposes. <laughs> so with that, we're jumping we in. All right? So that's the difference, <laughs> diversity. Yes, love it. we're very different. Okay. Love it, love it. So where are we going today? Give us a Yeah. So racial reconciliation. Big topic, yeah. overwhelming topic. Mm. Just want to caveat that. We could talk about this for hours and hours and hours and episodes and episodes and episodes. Yeah, yeah. But it's important to our church. It is important for the church. And so, um, you know, we've talked about this some as a church. If you've been here for many years, you heard us do an entire series on justice and mercy where we talked about this specifically. Um, 
but some of you are new. And so this is so important to us. We really want to have a conversation. And so can you tell us why this is so important Mm. in your best concise Mm. four to five minutes? (laughs) Why does this matter for the church? Yeah, Mary uses the word concise because she knows I'm a preacher. And concise Uh and preaching tend to, okay. Um, Yeah, I can try my best in four to five minutes. All right, I'm actually watching the timer on this. Very important. A lot of reasons, right? And so once again, to your point, we can caveat this all day. Ultimately, what we know about God is that God is a complex, massive beam. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, in the book of Isaiah, it says that God is inexhaustible. Mm. What that means is you and I will be in the kingdom for all of eternity and never exhaust the fullness of who God is. Mm, That's so why good. we'll never come to the end of understanding so him. So excited about that. What that also means though, is that because he has created us as humanity in his image and his likeness. Imago Dei, we would say. Imago Dei, which I'll talk about a lot in, in this kind of setup here. That means that we have all of this complexity and this diversity in ourselves as well Mm -hmm. as we represent our inexhaustible God. And so kind of why this is important is because each of us carry these different images of God, these different representations of who God is to where unless we have each of us kind of together, Mm -hmm. we are unable to see the fullness of God. And all different cultures and peoples, I mean, even from a gender perspective, these different aspects really represent a different part of God, right? Yep. Like the gender piece? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, good. And it's like, it's important as we kind of see God in his fullness. And so, really high-rundown-Genesis-chapter-one-we're-created-in-the-image-of-God-right? really high rundown genesis chapter 1 we're created in the image of god right chapter 1 verse 27 says male and female to so the gender piece mm-hmm. unless we have both man and woman we cannot see the fullness of god we are made in his image and in his likeness And so that's that piece I just talked about. Mm -hmm. We are complex. We're showcasing the beauty of God. Our different cultures, different expressions, introvert, extrovert, black, white, male, female, tall, short, artistic, intellectual, like Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. of these different aspects highlight the beauty of God. Culture being one of the most clear expressions of that, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But Genesis chapter three, we did not stay in the garden. We chose to rebel against God. And at that fall, that fractured, a part of what fractured is how we view one another. Now, rather than me seeing your differences and celebrating them, Mm -hmm. I see your differences and I'm either fearful of Mm, them or I feel like I need to power over them to make myself feel important because I no longer feel connected to the Imago Dei. Yes. I no longer feel, okay. So the fall happens, Genesis chapter four, Cain kills Abel. God kicks Cain out and Cain's fear in verse 13 is he's going to go with these other peoples and they're going to kill him because he's not like them. That happens so fast. I mean, we're 13 verses into the Bible. So (laughs) fast. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, something's happening. Now, are they different skin colors? Maybe not. Maybe there's, you know, whatever. They're not from me. But the fact that you're not from me, therefore I feel threatened or need to superiority, show myself over Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. right away from the get-go on the Bible. Now— you don't even have to really know scripture well to know this is all throughout the Old Testament, right? Yeah. The Jews are enslaved by the Egyptians because they're Jewish. They hate the Philistines or the Ammonites mm-hmm. or Moab and on, comes and, on and, on. and Babylonians come. Yeah. And okay, so it's all throughout the Old Testament. But at the beginning of this, 
God promised Abraham that he would bless him, that he might become this blessing to the nations. Mm -hmm. And God's promise is that he would draw the nations back together Mm. because this is important to God because only with the full expression is he fully seen. Yeah. And so this becomes a part of the redemptive process. In comes Jesus. Jesus now comes onto the scene in the midst of all of this racial, ethical, right, turmoil that's happening at this moment. The Romans are enslaving the Jews. The Jews feel superior to the Samaritans. They were all over the place. Jesus is telling stories directly about this, mm-hmm. right? And he dies on the cross for our sins. But when we say that phrase, you and I normally think the sins that we've committed against God. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Yes. Paul in Ephesians would say that is the first part of the gospel. We have fractured our relationship and Jesus broke that. Mm-hmm. However, step. the second part, right, of this gospel message, so Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 is us and God, mm-hmm. but 11 through 22 is us with humanity. Remember, we love God, we love people. Crosses vertical and horizontal. Holy cow, right? Hey, hey. Now, in order to fulfill the first part of loving God, we need to be reconciled through the blood of Christ. But how do we love our neighbor mm. as ourselves? Mm. We need to be reconciled Very through the blood of Christ. Yes. It's the exact same remedy, but a different expression of how mm-hmm. we do that, okay? So Paul would use this idea of the gospel, the cross, being this reconciler between you and I, and he would literally turn it into a what we would call in America a race thing, mm. but really what is, is there is this ethnos, mm. this mm. ethnicity, this cultural thing, where Jew and Gentile who were once hostile against one another because of the blood of Jesus, the dividing wall of hostility broken. All of a sudden we're one in Christ. It looks more like Genesis chapter one and two than it does like Genesis chapter three and four. Mm, Praise God. Right? And now all of a sudden because of the blood of Jesus, we can begin to reconcile in these unbelievable ways all the way until Revelation chapter seven, verse nine, Mm -hmm. all tongues, tribes, nations, people's cultures are all there at the throne, praising God. Mm -hmm. We are kept in the heavenlies, in our cultural, in our native language, Mm -hmm. in our differences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not not erased. Right? They are celebrated. We don't go to heaven and we all become white or brown or ghost, like (laughs) no longer having a race, right? (laughs) Yeah. Or a culture or like... God keeps them. Why? This must be a part of his original mm. creation, yes, that means. the reflection of him. So for you and I to now begin to try to bring the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, mm-hmm. it means this is a vital way that we do this. And Paul does that all throughout his writing. He sees this as vital. And so that's why it's important. That's kind of the whole biblical narrative. I know that was a little bit longer than three or four minutes. All right. You're about at six. Okay, there we go. That's that was, that was still pretty good. That's, that's still pretty bad. good. For the whole Bible, I'm I'll a Genesis that. to Revelation. I'll take right? that. That was, really, so that was condensed that's for you. The, that's, that's the thing there. That's, that's why it's important, right? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, very complicated, right? We bring kingdom. We bring heaven to earth. We talk about, you know, Jews and, and Gentiles now sitting at the table in one but it's not like a magic wand that goes, all mm. of these differences are erased, Yeah. right? And so there's conflict that arises. There's struggles within that. And you even are uniquely positioned in that you are a wounded person mm. being black. Yeah. This has affected your whole life and mm-hmm. being in a society that is, you know, systematically jacked up. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and so... You're wounded by that, but also you are calling us as a pastor 
to enter in and to shepherd. And you're having to shepherd people on both sides, care mm. for the wounded mm. and encourage those to enter the fight. Mm. That's even more complicated than just like, hey, these are different. And now mm. we get to figure them out and we're covered by the blood. So like goals to get real in this podcast. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for honoring me there. Yeah. I, I received that. Yeah, it, it is complex. And I think to use another biblical story um, in the book of Galatians, and I think this is how you kind of do this. You have to be, the gospel has to influence because mm. if it doesn't, what what the heck else are you standing on? Mm. You're standing on some cultural truth, which may have elements of the gospel in it, but yeah. probably not the gospel in full. Not the ones that are going to keep you fighting. Right. For what you know it should look like. Right. Yeah. So you have to be influenced by this gospel message. It, it has to permeate. That's what Paul is saying mm. in Ephesians 2. In Galatians, he gives like a real example of that. In fact, in Galatians chapter 2, there's this beautiful story. Let me turn to here. Where Peter is, um, he's not acting the way he should. And it's a literal ethnic Thing. It's mm. a cultural mm. thing. Remember, Peter was a Jew, yeah. but now the Gentiles are getting saved. Okay, so listen to the story because it's gonna it's gonna answer this question. It'll dictate yeah. how yeah, we yeah. do this. Galatians chapter two, beginning of verse eleven, Paul says, "But when Cephas, pause, calling him not Peter, like the old dude, that's never good, right? That's never good in the scripture, old guys. Name, right? The, <laughs> not Jacob, the, Israel, all those things. Not the good. Jewish name, yeah. not the name Christ name. Okay." So when Cephas came to Antioch, which by the way, in verse seven to eight, he just called Peter, Peter. Mm. So he knows this man's name. He's yes. intentionally, okay. Mm. When Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. Whew. Hold on. I thought there was no condemnation for us in Christ. Romans 8, 1. Sticky, sticky. But Peter, okay. So <laughs> so what's happening here? Something, this, yeah. is, this is serious. This is a serious issue. Yeah, it's meant to, to draw our attention in. Man, this feels weighty. Yeah. What's happening? Well, before certain men came from James, he, Peter, was eating with the Gentiles. But when they came, he drew back. He separated himself, mm. fearing the circumcision party. So he's no longer wanting to associate. He cares too much about people's opinions. He's realizing, ah, they don't really embrace or like me as much. And so I'm going to pull back. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. So, mm. so literally this has the, your fear of what people say or do, your unwillingness to walk out the gospel can influence everyone around you, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's kind of what we say Ripple when effects. we say we live in this, cultural moment where there are all of these systems of injustice where people are unwilling to speak truth or walk into. That's what's happening. Yeah. Okay. But when I saw, listen, listen, that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel. How does eating or not eating with Jews and Gentiles, how does that have anything to do with the gospel? Mm. When people are like, oh, just shut up and preach the gospel. It's like, uh, uh Okay. According to Paul, it impacts every decision and everything that you do. Right? It should. It should. It, it should. should. <laughs> but most of us only treat the gospel vertical mm, and ethereal. So good. We don't put the gospel on feet. We don't put it yes. on the ground. We don't yes. allow it to change our lives. Right. Everyday decisions. So when I saw their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, and he rebukes him to his face, and he goes on and begins to talk about how important this is. And so, mm. for me personally, it's like the way that I balance that, walk in my own hurt, but also help others. Like the, the nuances there, I think is literally believing the gospel, mm. okay? And if I don't, if I can't do that, if I don't know how to apply the gospel to 
today. Right. Then at some point, I'm going to err on once I'm going to be too hurt. I don't know how to receive the comfort of Christ. I'm going to be too frustrated. I'm going to over push justice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to over push. I'm going to not be willing to fight for reconciliation. I'm going to not learn how to protect myself. Like all of these things are gospel things, mm-hmm. right? And so you think about it. Amago Dei, right? Uh, the original creation yeah. of God. If I don't know how to accept who I am as a black man, then when I feel disrespected by somebody else, mm. I'm going to either cower and hide or I'm going to try to overpower and say, what? You don't know? Because I don't know how to just receive the beauty of who I am from mm. Christ himself. So it actually starts with creation. Yeah, My ability to endure is actually, I have to understand <laughs> I've been created by God. Yeah. Intentionally, purposefully, beautifully, fearfully, mm-hmm. Psalm 139 would tell us, mm-hmm. wonderfully, right? Okay, now that's beginning to influence, hey, even if this person never turns and accepts me, I know the God of the universe who will, yeah, who does, mm. who will keep me like this, who sees it as beautiful. That's going to dictate the way that I respond to people, right? Now, and all of a sudden, no. Well, yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. It's a fight, yeah. right? But now, all of a sudden, also, there's this fall, That means Mm -hmm. I know that there's sin. So creation, fall. This person might be in sin, which it goes back to our last episode. What do I do now? Well, I call it out in truth. And the way that you kindly Mm -hmm. called out my sin, I need to call out that sin in others. I think about really specific examples where like somebody one time was like, why are you wearing that do-rag? You're not a thug. And I'm like, okay. Like Mm -hmm. that's not why... Black people wear that. Yeah. And I could at this moment get real hostile. I could feel a certain way. I could. But I think the gospel would call me towards something different. This is the first time that this person has ever kind of sinned against me in this way. And so I literally just begin to educate. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. actually, this is why we wear this. This has nothing to do with the reason why. So I start to talk through that, right? Like you're on mix. If you don't want me looking wild up in this mug, like I I need to have this on, (laughs) right? And so now what am I doing? And irony, she can no longer go forward and accidentally wound other black people as well Mm. in her ignorance, okay? So I'm actually protecting my brothers and sisters by being willing to put Hmm. myself out there. Mm. Now she could choose to be like, oh, that's stupid. I ain't never, okay, now I need to know, hey, I should probably separate. That's what Paul said about Peter. That literally you are condemned. There's a separation that needs to happen unless mm. there's repentance. Yeah. Okay. So it allows me to go in with grace, with truth. But if she begins to abuse that with protection, knowing right. that God is my ultimate judge, mm-hmm. he's the one that. So the fall happens. Sin is real. I'm going to sin. I'm going to feel like I need to now overpower you or, oh, the oppressed becomes the oppressor or I need to recognize these truths. Creation, fall. The gospel, though, we just talked about, mm-hmm. would tell me how to do this. Here's how you reconcile. Here's goes back to our conversation last week. Because the end game, this redemption, this reconciliation, is this beautiful picture. And if I want to see the fullness of God, I got to be willing to walk in this tension mm-hmm. and at times accidentally hurt, at times accidentally be hurt, at times where the mm. person's intentionally hurt, try to come around and protect others. Like yeah. like the gospel actually gets very practical really quickly yeah. if we allow it to. And so I think the trick is beginning to learn how to apply that in the midst of this. And so it's hard, like real talk, you know, like, and I even find it's like, gosh, there, there's, there's a, it's hard to even have this sort of conversation because it's yeah. like, you know, 
I can't represent Asian brothers and sisters right now, Latino brothers and sisters. I can't go into all the nuances yeah, that so could limited. be present. We're so limited. We could talk about this for eight months and I would still have all because right. this is the we're 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 God's chief creation. Yeah. The Imago date, like this is the biggest thing. Yes. So of course there's all of this complexity. So, and God's inexhaustible. So even if we knew one yes. person of this ethnicity Gosh. or race, it's still the <laughs> most no, yeah. not even calculable percentage of yes. who God is because even within, a, obviously, your own culture, there, there are differences. And so, no monoliths, right? So yes. it's like, okay, so there's so much complexity that we can caveat all day. But if we allow the gospel to begin to dictate, mm -hmm. to drive, for this to be not just like an issue, like a gospel issue, right. this is a part of us loving our neighbor as ourselves, then it begins to steer us towards grace, towards truth, mm -hmm. towards forgiveness, mm -hmm. towards repentance. Like, why is it that we can repent about almost everything except for like racial stuff? Mm. It's like, if I was like, man, Mary, I feel like you were kind of harsh. You'd be like, oh man. I, but if I'm like, man, Mary, I feel like you're kind of like, Racist, like bias, like, like no, 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 I'm not. Like, what? It's like, yeah. Do we not see the enemy at work yes. there? Yes. Do we not Say see that. some of the spiritual warfare that's happening that would make us we try to justify ourselves? Deceived. Like, man, this yes. is so, so it's complex, but it's also really beautiful when you learn to practice it, right? Yeah. So that's kind of how I walk into it, which I, I want to intentionally flip the table because I feel like I could talk for all day and, mm -hmm. and I get why even, but it's like, I mean, you have this experience too, to where obviously we're friends. I know some of your story. Mm -hmm, I think it's mm -hmm. important that that they even hear how you've kind of walked into this issue because you are coming from majority culture. You are white. Yeah. You didn't always see this. And so what was this kind of journey into even understanding what the heck racial reconciliation is? Yeah. <laughs> and then how you begin to actually practice it. Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I don't take this conversation lightly. I don't mm. take that invitation lightly. Um, having learned so much. And so, um, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to use my words gracefully and uh, appreciate your grace yeah, as you yeah. receive them and as well as you audience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there are three really impactful parts uh, to my story and my growth and entering into this realm. Um, and first is growing up. Um I grew up in majority culture, period, to the full extent of that in my school, in my church, mm. in my friendships, like a lot of other people. And I think we need to take note of how that impacts us. And that was only something that I could understand later. And so I think really in this journey, an overarching theme for growing up in majority culture is not recognizing that we are so conditioned and indoctrinated by culture and society that anything that is different from us, whatever culture says about it is what we believe. Mm. So there's no hope yeah. for anything different, right? Mm. Often the story is negative. So it advantages some and it disadvantages others. Yeesh. And that is exactly what I grew up believing. Mm. So, mm. right, I didn't have any black friends growing up. Mm -hmm. And so movies, shows, cops, all these crazy things told me that people in hoodies were dangerous and scary. And mm. so when I walk down the street and I see someone, <laughs> I get scared. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when we apply the gospel to that situation, I am acting, number one, in my choices of who I spend time with. Mm. I grew up in a town that had black people. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a town that had Hispanic people. I, had a, mm. I had grew up in a town that had other cultures. Mm. We had a hospital. Like there was small diversity, but there was diversity nonetheless. Mm -hmm. I was acting like Peter and I sat with the Gentiles. Wow, wow, wow. Growing up. 
Wow. That's, that was my choice. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any, I didn't, I did. Sure. I didn't want to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. with those that were different than me. And I wow. made that choice. And so whatever everyone else said about what was out there is what I believed. Wow, Mary, so that's huge really good. bias, huge problems already in sinning against others because I'm scared of somebody walking down the street for no apparent reason other than somebody told me I should be. Wow, wow, wow. Jeez. Right? So this is so deeply rooted in not just our choices, but our circumstances that preach to us. And so that was a huge beginning of unraveling. And then Mm. my, I was a teacher before I was in uh, ministry and working in ministry and uh, predominantly taught in low SES schools, which is low socioeconomic status. I really cared about uh, providing this majority culture American dream to Hello. people who didn't need it, right? Hello. Who, who, yeah. <laughs> I, okay, another, another important step. A lot of us enter into this conversation thinking that if we're doing something, we're doing enough. So I educated myself. I- Hold on, cho- yeah, keep going, keep going. That's I good. chose a job- That's a bar where beyond I this conversation. thought that yeah. I was doing good, mm. right? And I mm-hmm. was. And you were, and you I were. Was. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. chose to get paid less. I chose to be- Thrown, I, I chose to sit at the other part of the table where mm. I was lost and confused. I did not understand <laughs> my students for a long time until I realized how to engage with that and interact and saw just this huge disparity. I watched it play out in front of my eyes, mm. but I was so limited, right? Because I'm only educating them. They're students, there's boundaries. I can't have relationships with them outside of school. Totally. They're in my classroom for one year. Mm. There's a beginning, there's an end. Mm. God is not a beginning and an end. So there's a there's a fracture in wow. my engagement with this issue, mm. right? And I think, you know, I, I learned a lot though. I understood more of the disparity, right? A lot of majority culture tries to teach you to say that like, if you just, if they just worked harder, mm. right? If they just worked harder, they could get the same thing as you, right? Have so, some more education. Have some more education, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Again, <laughs> reining it in. And so- you know, one of the interesting things about education that taught me so much is there is is a lot of these conversations about equity and equality, which mm. is wrapped up in this whole thing. And I want to just like intensify it into this one thing, right? We talk about equality as being fair, mm. but the importance of that is to think about it in terms of outcomes, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And to make something equal, there needs to be equity mm-hmm. because if you give everybody the same thing, they're not going to end up with the same results. Right. And that's where this whole conversation gets off. But I would do this every year because I often had students with special needs. Mm. I mm. had students who were Asian. I had students who were Hispanic. I had students who were African-American, all of which were from very different, vast backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so some of them needed more help than others. Some of mm-hmm. them came to my small group, you know, more often. Some of them needed additional services, right? Like this, this whole gauntlet, this whole mm-hmm. diversity thing, mm-hmm. not just race, Gender, socioeconomic, gender, all, all yeah, of the things, totally. right? And so we would do this activity where I would pretend that the kids were on the playground and they all got hurt. So they would come and they would whisper to me where they got hurt. Mm. I put a band aid on their hand. No matter what they told me, no matter what they said, I was fair and I was equal. Mm. And I gave them all a band aid on their hand. And at the end of this activity, mm. I got some kids stewing and like, man, you didn't give me nothing. And I was uh. like, I, I gave you a band aid, mm. but you didn't fix my problem. I said, well, but I gave I gave all of you the same thing. Hmm. You want things to be fair. I gave wow. you fair. Wow. But what they really needed was equity. Yeah. You wanted to create this. So I just, I learned so much being in education, but like hmm. I said, it was so limited. Hmm. So God and hmm. his grace would help me see this disparity as I sat at the table with Gentiles and I looked across hmm. and I saw that things were different and I realized that something wasn't right. Hmm. And so I 
you can learn a lot yeah. about stuff. It's very limiting. Yeah. So the biggest shift, I think, in the change in this last 10 years of my life has been being a part of the well. Mm. Not because our church is built up of people who look different than me, but because I lived with people mm. who were different mm. than me. Mm -hmm. I didn't access the table when it was convenient or it was my job and I could go in at six and close the door at four say and that. pray for them and say that I'm done. Mm. It was, these are people I lived life with. I mean, you lived three streets over from me, your mm -hmm. kids and y'all would go to the park and y'all would stop by my house and mm -hmm. we would eat meals and we were in community. We did life together and it was the first time in my life I ever did real life interaction. Mm someone who was different than me. Yeah. As as ashamed as I am to say that, that's, tr mm. that's true. Mm. That's true. It shouldn't have taken me till I was 26 years old mm. to, to do that, right? I mean, that's, I believed the gospel in third grade, should, should know mm. better, mm. but it takes unraveling. Wow. We have to be gracious to ourselves in this mm. process. It's mm -hmm. a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was a major component of that. And I think there are two instances within this story that really tested me and understanding like, hey, have you got, Mary, have you seen, like the Lord speaks to me, have you seen what I've done? Mm. Do you see what I'm asking you to step into? And one started obviously in 2020 when most of the majority culture decided to say, oh, this is a real problem, mm. right? So George Floyd happens. Mm -hmm. I watch it like any other news story, but this time I see you react to it. Mm. I'm able to see KC, who's one of our elders. We lead worship together. You've probably seen him, heard him. He's amazing. He's friends with him. I, 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 I started to like have a context, mm. right? For what was going on and how it affected and shaped. But if I'm honest, even at that point, even at that point, my sin and my deception and the lie that I told myself was like, how is this any different than any other time? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. That is a, that is sinful. Mm. That is horrible. Mm. Somebody lost their life. And yet mm. what I did not know, society and culture told me was normal. Mm. And I believed that over the gospel. Mm. Mm. That is sickening. Mm. That mm. is sickening, mm. right? Mm. So I start, I start there. I see that there's a difference. I see there's a disparity. I watch how it plays out. I love and care for people. And I realize that I'm helpless. Mm. I can't do anything, right? There are things we can do, right? Sure. I'm not saying I'm throwing sure. up my hands and there's sure. nothing like I pick, I, I, I research political people. I put people in office, I believe. I get to know my friends personally. So when things like this happen, I know how to support them. Mm. Right. But it's like, yes. you know, again, I'm reading through that prayer book, praying like monks, living like fools. There's a great comment on intercession that I think really is like, really shaped this, right? Because as I entered into space and relationship, I mourned and I lamented. Mm. And so what he says is that if we truly love people, we will desire for them far more than it is within our power to give them. Mm. And this will lead us to prayer. Intercession is a way of loving others. And mm. I will say that I prayed more about what was happening in the world, feeling helpless, not knowing what to do, not knowing how to enter in, mm. being afraid I would hurt people really trying good. to have conversations. It was like, throw up my hands and okay, like I, I can I can pray. I can ask for wisdom and direction as to how to take action, right? Root myself mm -hmm. in the gospel. What, what would Jesus do in this situation? And it's like when we engage in that intercessory prayer, what the book says is that we're really engaging with someone based on heaven's resources. So mm. I could offer more than that was given. And, it, it, you know, I've seen that come full circle, in fact, to where like, 
That's not something that like took me months to get to. Like I think right. when the George Floyd thing happened, I started that like, oh, I should probably like, oh, I don't, I don't know the, the, I don't know how to enter in. I want to enter in. And then by the time we got to Tyree Nichols, I forced myself to watch that video. I saw, I saw that it could have been you. Mm. And I saw that it could have been KC and I saw that it could have been his son. And I, I utterly wept. I couldn't watch with the sound on. Mm. I could, I, I just, I was beside myself. Mm. And it was a week that you were preaching. And I think we were talking about lament that week in our, <laughs> in our last series. Mm -hmm. And I, I just remember the Holy Spirit, like, I couldn't do anything mm. but like pray for you. I think I prayed for you like 10 times that week. Mm. I think I texted you about it the morning that you were preaching. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I was so moved to enter into that conversation because mm. I had a relationship. Mm. And so I think that is such an important place and distinction yes. is that we, we have things that have shaped us we don't recognize unless we look at them. Mm. We can educate ourselves till the cows come home. Yeah. We can. <laughs> There's another cultural difference. differences, you know, right? Okay. I don't know what that phrase means, but I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, and it's just like God. We can learn so much about God, but Jesus is someday going to say to us, I didn't know you. Mm. If you don't Yikes. have a relationship with him, and right, the same right. is true. And wow. like, I have loved wow, God more from mm. knowing you and mm -hmm. understanding our differences mm -hmm. that I would have missed out on for my entire life. Mm. And so like this idea of our church fighting for diversity and for seeing the kingdom is something I'm so passionate about. Yeah. Like I've become so sold out for. Gosh. And it's a lifelong journey. Yes. I'm sure I said things that were hurtful to people. And for that, I apologize. Mm. I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing, mm. love grace, would love to receive grace. Um, yeah, so that's kind that, of my- Even that, right? Like the- entering in. You, hey, but because I know the gospel, like I desire to repent. I desire to receive grace. I desire to give grace. Like that's, and it's hard, Joe. Like that's- it's scary. That's it's hard vulnerable. to continue in. It's hurtful. It goes back into our conversation last week. Mm. You came in, I could have wounded you. Literally, I could, yeah. I could have, I, I had the position of power in that, in that dynamic, yeah. right? And I could have chosen to use that to wound you. And that has happened. That has happened to you before. Mm -hmm. That's happened to many other, but you like still chose because you saw these, the fragrance of the gospel mm -hmm. out there. You saw mm -hmm. images and pieces of the gospel to go, I'm going to believe this enough to try. And as you try, all of a sudden, man, the gospel actually takes yeah. shape, takes form. Yeah. But like, like in the previous week, this conversation too, it takes both people kind of living in the gospel in order to see the kingdom mm -hmm. come yeah. in a lot of Being ways. Being willing to step into your weakness. Yeah, straight up. And so, to let Christ be strong. Now, okay, there's all this ethereal and it's like, now you get practical. It's like, well, well now this is, this is endless. Mm -hmm. We can, mm -hmm. in fact, we will learn about this the rest of our lives and never come. So I could caveat all the things I want to say. There, there's multiple yeah. things I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking like, there's more to say, oh, there's more this to do, or that. we talk or, about. Or even to the the vulnerable aspect of like, you know, you said, I, I, I sit with the Gentiles, keeping yourself in a position of power, mm -hmm. which mm. you didn't, right? Uh, which yep. I ain't rebuking you live, but, <laughs> but you should. But I, Let's but talk I would about do, this. But I would I'm do the same kidding. thing. I would do the same thing yeah. of like, it's so easy to, oh, oh, wait a minute. I, I'm the Gentile too. <laughs> like, mm. how do I? So now, how, and it's like, man, there's so much nuance so and something as simple as that. Okay. Oh, that's right. Let me. Let me let me change the speech a little bit because this is a better. So we could do this all day. Yeah. Right. And yeah. there's all these nuances. I think 
for me to make it really practical, it's kind of, okay, so now what, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. As, we, as we begin to send us off, I'm like, yeah. the relational piece that you talked about is so significant because it hits the Imago day. Mm-hmm. It hits this kind of like, how do we learn? How do we grow? How do we do this together? Mm-hmm. In fact, on our website, we have a racial reconciliation resource page and there are Countless books, too many books. Too, too many books, too many podcasts. <laughs> too many podcasts. There's literally too many That's resources. That's also intentional though. Yes. Yes. Because this is so broad, this is so nuanced. There's so much to learn here. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I was thinking about though, we were talking about this before we started recording this, is Acts chapter 17, verse 11. It says, Now the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica because they searched the scriptures daily to see if what Paul was saying was true. Hmm. And then verse 12 says, because of this, more were added to their, more got saved, Mm, right? mm. It's really interesting. The Bereans, like the apostle Paul, not like they searched to see if what Tori was saying was true. Yeah. That would be wise. Yes. (laughs) Like they're searching. The Paul. Like the dude who wrote like over half the New Testament, (laughs) right? yeah. Does this line up with the Old Testament? Is this true? Is this they're taking what he's saying, seeing, does it align with who God is? Does it align with the gospel message, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the message of redemption? And when they saw that it did, they submitted to that. More of them got saved. They grew in their faith, et cetera. So I think what we could do is both kind of from a relational aspect go, how do we begin to build these sorts of dynamics to where I'm learning from you continually? I know that you're learning from me continually. You said until you got in relationship, it wasn't in education, where you were actually involved in pieces of reconciliation but it didn't like impact you mm-hmm. until there was depth there. And then even as we begin to learn by reading, by listening, by being in relationships with mm-hmm. others, how do we be like a Berean, take the truth of what's being said and go, oh my gosh, yes, this is in line with the gospel yes. and begin to apply that. Now this ethereal message that seems to have nothing to do mm-hmm. with me being black, you being white, Lord, it has everything to do with that, yeah. right? And we yeah. begin to apply it. And so I think as we get practical for me, I'm like, it's a relational element. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably talk about this again in future conversations yeah. because yeah. there's more than just it's that. It's inexhaustible. It's just like you but, said, the Lord is inexhaustible. Yes. So in our understanding of him, which we do through acknowledging and appreciating and understanding the Imago Dei of others. Mm. Yeah. I got a long way to go. And, <laughs> and as do I, right? Within that too, it's like, it's not just the relationship. There's this like growth that happens. And so I think maybe if I can let you almost mm-hmm. end this conversation, Ooh. like <laughs> pressure, uh, <laughs> like I think that there's some natural, I have to learn. I I, I live in a majority culture. Mm. I have to continually, I mean, Lord, there's so many things, right, that right. I have had to You're nuance forced. myself, forced into it. You yeah. could choose not to. Mm-hmm. You could choose to step it. But yet, the gospel would say, no, 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 jump into that, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. don't just sit at the table. Become that. Yeah. Become your brother and sister. Like, one, okay. So what is it that, like, maybe the Lord's been teaching you or you've been learning as you're continuing on this path of, like, how do I love my neighbor yeah. as I love myself? Yeah. What does that look like for you in this season? Yeah, I think it is that conscious choice of entering in, continuing to pray for vision and sight to see what is happening so that I know rightly how to enter in with the gospel. Mm. I think a lot of it, even in just thinking about this podcast, was like doing a lot of research, right? Like we come into these and like, 
when we meet, we sort of like talk about some few points. Mostly it's like, what do we really want to talk about? What do we want to hold on for later or whatever? And then the rest of it is just kind of like us flying, mm -hmm. right? So I wanted to be overly prepared for this, <laughs> recognizing that I was like coming in in the position of majority culture, sure. wanting to be deferential, wanting to mm. be as sensitive as I possibly can be while trying to speak about something that is deeply wounding and, and deeply honoring mm -hmm. even. What is and my And in hope? some ways, something that you're kind of new at. I Yeah. Like you just confessed I that, am. right? Like, hey, I this am. is actually new. Over the last few years, so, yeah, I've totally, realized totally. what God has been teeing me up for. Um, but one of the cool things is, is, and like one of my prayers and my hopes is like, society is entering this conversation through mm -hmm. politics, through all of these things. In fact, uh, I, I stumbled across in one of the podcasts I was listening to, a New York Times article. Mm. Um, the, the, the title of it was, Vast New Study Shows a Key to Reducing Poverty, More Friendships Between Rich and Poor. Mm. Anybody see Jesus there? Anyone? Right, Anyone? Right. So a couple of like quotes from it that I thought were really good. It said that cross-cross friendships, friendships, had a strong impact, more strong impact than social equity, family structure, job availability, or community's racial composition. Wow, okay, it wait. Said, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going, yeah. It also said that bringing people together is not enough on its own to increase opportunity. Hmm. So if we as a church say we care about diversity and that's only through look, and it's not through real relationship, mm. then the study suggests that it doesn't make a difference. Yeet, okay. What matters is that actual relationships are yeah. formed. So I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Like even society is seeing this, right? And like, hmm. as we always talk about in a church, which actually we're gonna talk about in our next episode, how Jesus is the better. So let me paint hmm. this picture over this yeah. article, right? Yeah. How Jesus is the better. Jesus being rich in all things. Yeah. Over, over heaven, over earth, yeah. everything through all and in all. All wisdom, all knowledge, all riches, all yes. power, all yes. strength, yes. Made a cross-class relationship hmm. with us. Yeah which has allowed us to enter into this heavenly place and this riches. So simple, yes. simple thing. We're gonna talk about how we do that over all of scripture next week, actually. Yeah. So what do we do? Like, what's a very practical thing? We make friendships with people who are different than us, Yeah. right? In community groups, get to know people who are different than you. Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. changes your life. It has changed my life. Mm -hmm. Enter into those difficult spaces mm. and try. Yeah. God will faithfully make a way. Um, so yes, get plugged in, get relationships. Another amazing thing is this really matters for our church and this really cool opportunity is we're now at Eastside. Mm -hmm. We are now in a high school in a- With so much history so to it. So much history. I'm like, still learning about that. Would love to talk about that at some yeah. point. But we have an opportunity even as a church to have entered into the side of Austin to create relationships, right? Mm -hmm. We even as Christians, we are the rich mm -hmm. that can mm -hmm. offer to the poor. We're talking about salvation. We mm -hmm. have everything to offer mm -hmm. and need to rightly enter in. So be that in our community, be that in our church. Mm -hmm. One thing I'm really excited about, our church is doing a mentorship program. Mm -hmm. Eastside, we have been given permission to enter and create mentorships with students at the school. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, I don't I don't know if they're accepting anyone new for this mm -hmm. year, but you can certainly pray about that and pray over that. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot that we can do to enter in, even in its small, yeah. small ways to see the gospel come and, to life. And it's so funny because it feels small, but it's like, no, these small little things, that's kind of what we believe by faith. Mm -hmm. These little seeds actually create these 
these trees that the birds nest in and mm. that it really changes things, yeah. even small things. And so, yeah, I know I could caveat for days. I feel like I have 4,000 other things to say. I'm sure you do too. But I feel like it's probably a good ending space to go, hey, mm-hmm. how do you fight for community? Yeah, it's like that's yeah. what we're ending with. Yeah. And not just any community, but a community that foreshadows our it's true homes. Right. Until we finally get there. And so that's a lot. I just want to say, I appreciate your friendship in the midst of this. And you have been kind, gentle, repentant where Mm. needed, gracious towards me. There's, it goes both ways. It's not just like, oh, because of, because you're white. And I'm like, there's so many Mm -hmm. things, like Mm -hmm. we said, you've been a great friend in the midst of this. And I think that as somebody who gets wounded, it'd be Mm. really easy for me to not try to bridge this friendship. But because some of that risk, it's like, actually, I'm sure I can go back and think through different things. Like you probably have said two or three things. Oh, I'm sure I have. But it's like, man, at the end of the day, though, the benefits Mm. of being your friend is far outweighed these Mm. little mistakes that I've gotten to help. But you've helped me with so much more like we talked about last week. And so I just, you've been great in the midst of all of this. And I hope that our church, that anybody listening could model that as well mm. to begin to see like, no, nah, when you risk it, yo, like the gospel makes these wild, like life-changing differences like you just attest to in your life. So yeah, yeah. I love the conversation. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Y- you had a great ending last week. And so I think we should end with that every time. You said something like... I said, well, that was well said. That was well said. Wasn't that well said? Something All right, like there that. There we go. That's there how we're we ending each week now. Hey. Right? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> love you, girl. Appreciate this. Yeah, I love you too, yeah. friend. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and share. For more information, visit our website at www.thewellaustin.com slash podcast.